It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. everybody. Welcome to the last mentor chat of season one. Uh, my name is Jason Squires. Excited about uh, this month. It's December. It's Christmas time. Um, and uh, before we jump into what we kind of want to talk about today, let's uh, let's find out who's on this on this chat today. Jason, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Jason Harris. I'm the worship director uh, up at Browncroft Community Church in Rochester, New York. And it is I've been there for 12 plus years, been in worship ministry for 20 plus, and it is great to join me today. Awesome. How about you, Joe? I'm Joe Hornis, and uh, I've spent my life in doing worship ministry and everything from a mega church in Chicago to startup churches in Milwaukee. Uh, and uh, these days I lead the uh, Joe Hornis Worship Collective, where we do training and coaching for worship leaders and worship ministries um, around the country. Awesome. And, and Grant. Hello, everybody. My name's Grant Norsworthy. I am joining this conversation from New Zealand, where I live, although I am an Australian US dual citizen. And uh, I've been involved in music all my life and a lot of that uh, time as, as a professional musician. And I can't think of a better thing to do with music than to help people connect with God and with each other. And uh, use music as as the gift that God intended it to be, uh, something that we can use to help us show how worthy he is to worship him. Um, I head up a thing called morethanmusicmentor.com, providing online and on-site training for the heart and the art of worshiping musicians. And I'm the only G in this wall of JJJ people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason, Jason, and Joe. I should have been Drant. Drant. We're going to start yeah. calling you Drant. Okay. That's amazing. Hey, it's December and uh, we all have, I mean, there's more rehearsals and schedules and life is crazy, parties and everything going on. And so uh, in this whole month, we're not doing uh, super long episodes. Uh, just going to give everybody kind of a kind of a shot in the arm for the week of just some encouragement as you continue on uh, your week and continue on. Uh, there's just, like I said, there's more. I jokingly said it on a podcast earlier this month. Uh, that said uh, the court uh, Christmas songs have more chords in them, and uh, there's just which is the thing you know they start Some going into it's exactly uh, exactly right exactly and, and more, you know I, what and, the, you know what the most spiritual Christmas chord is uh oh Jesus Uh-oh. oh there you go <laughs> Okay. Is, is that a dad joke or a grandpa joke? <laughs> That's a which dad one? Joke. It's a dad joke. It's I'm <laughs> checking to see which which one that is. It's a, I'm in pain. <laughs> pain. I mean, how that one hurt. It was a, a Jesus. Oh, it's, it's so good. Hey, so as you guys are finishing your year, preparing to start another one, um, what is something that you're thinking about? Are you, uh, or maybe you're just like, you want to finish your year. Uh, but like, Jason, I want to start with you. Like, what's something that you're kind of like sitting with, resonating with? Like, what's what's going through your mind as you're finishing a year and getting ready to start a new one? 
Yeah, one thing that I'm kind of working on praying about and even having dialogue with is how to create deeper spiritual community within my leadership team. Mm. We have a larger team um, that they all serve in rotation, great volunteers. and um, But I have a, a leadership team. That's a group of 12 um, worship leaders, uh, production volunteers, all that. And so one thing that we've been working on together is how to create just deeper spiritual conversation and community within that group as we then look to together shepherd the larger team. Love that. Wow. That's great, Jason. Grant, you want to take that one from there? Well, I, I'd rather not go straight to me because I'm going to feel so shallow next to that. Honestly, like, and I don't know if any of our listeners can resonate with this, but it's December and the overriding feeling I have is, how is it December already? Yeah. This year just flew past, like, unbelievably. And, you know, this, this is what I'm trying to remind myself of because I look back over these last 11, nearly 12 months and realized that I had a whole lot of goals for 2022 that I have not achieved, just to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to play out in a particular way. I thought I was going to do more songwriting. I thought I was going to do more producing of other artists. I thought I was going to, you know, do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to give my list, but this is what I'm learning, you know, that the God's timing is God's timing mm-hmm. and I shouldn't worry, you know, I can rest in him. And I did actually achieve some things that I didn't expect to achieve this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Beating ourselves up, listeners, does not help us at all. Mm. You know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And no matter how you're feeling this December, like, oh, my goodness, I didn't get these things done. And now they're telling me to get a list together for 2023. Mm. Oh, and I'm just going to re- re- try and remind myself just to rest in God. Yes, be diligent. Yes, work. But there's a massive difference between conviction and condemnation. Mm. You know, I think God speaks to us with a voice of conviction. But that voice of conviction might make me want to go, yeah, I'm going to try harder. Or I'm going to work differently. Or I'm going to achieve this goal. But it's never heavy and dirty and sticky and weighty. You know, the voice of conviction is light and uplifting and empowering. It's, yep. Let's never listen to that voice of con- of condemnation. You know, that's the wrong voice to be listening to. Wow. Great word. What about you, Joe? You know, I'm glad I got to go after these guys and kind of be inspired by by their honesty. But, um, you know, um, I'm in an interesting stage because all my life I've led worship for, you know, some really major ministries. And and you come in every day and you get up every day and you've got a whole list of things you've got to do. And usually at Christmas right now, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to get everything done and feeling the pressure of that. And uh, I was just joking with some friends just before this that, um, uh, that you know, it's like the first time in 40 years I have the Christmas Eve service that I that I don't I don't have to go produce and play at and put on. I actually am going to be home with my family yeah. on a Christmas Eve. And okay. so so there's a win to that. But it's also it's different to get up each day and go, OK, Lord, now how do you use my life and my gifts and what you've invested in me? at this stage yeah. and uh, the idea of getting up each day is still just as important to me and I, and I I get up with my journal and my bible and sit down here at this desk and say all right lord what if you could 
totally speak through me today? What if you could move through me today? And what if whatever conversations, contacts, moments I experience, I'm just present to you? What would you want to do through me today? It doesn't have to be ministry, a church ministry or official stuff, but just to walk with God each day and sort of live in the adventure of going, what would you like to do through me today? Mm -hmm. And um, where would you like to use me? And so it's a new adventure to kind of learn to just follow God moment by moment each day without having huge ministry goals. And I'm like Grant, I have a whole bunch of 2022 goals, like for health and fitness and all stuff that I go, well, maybe I'll get to those in 2023. But, um, but between, but just trying to learn to listen each day to say, God, this is your day. What do you want to do? And, uh, and then through the worship collective, I'm leading, uh, really praying that the churches that we're serving, we're trying to help churches all over the country go deeper. and uh, lead more authentic worship. And the goal would be that there's church after church is more authentically and more deeply offering God a richer offering each Sunday. And if we can be a part of that in the consulting and coaching that I'm doing, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like that would be a worthwhile goal this year is just to help ministries give God something deeper and and more real week after week. That's awesome. Yeah, for me this year has been a year of realizing that for a long time, excuse me, for a long time, I've gone into like this coasting mode to -hmm. just kind of like get to the next task, get to the next task, not necessarily bettering myself in uh, in the areas where I should be bettering myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like to use the end of the year. uh, I'm I'm never really been, I, I mentioned you guys before we hopped on here, like, never really been a resolution guy because uh, like those kind of be those can t- tend to fall off the wayside and They're like new um, year's resolutions yeah you like new year's that? resolutions right yeah yeah uh, i like I, I like to use the end of the year as kind of a reset to go mm-hmm. like it's the it, we're, we're, we're closing off a year and what am i you know what do i need to reset in myself mm-hmm. to kind of as i start the next year uh, you know some of you guys mentioned like there are some goals that didn't get accomplished this last year that we want to accomplish this next year. Like how do we use January as kind of a reset to go, okay, what have I, what am I doing rather than kind of coming off that stepping off the train for a minute and saying like, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the day in day out. Like, you know, all of a sudden it's all of a sudden it's Sunday again, it's Sunday again, we're chugging through the week and it can be really easy to not stop and go like, I need to stop and look at and look and say, what, Am I am I on that? Am I just on a roller coaster yeah. moving, or am I actually uh, am I am I in the process of bettering myself? And so that's where I'm coming from um, here. And uh, one of the things uh, I want I want to do um, as I as I one of the things I'm thinking about as I'm ending the year and starting a new year is like what can I do next year to end the year better than I started the year? Mm-hmm. And um, in any facet, I mean that could be like bettering myself as somebody who likes to cook food like can i learn more about can i learn more about like what it means to smoke a tri-tip or you know a Mm -hmm. chicken or whatever like can i learn more about that um watching my kids crave knowledge has actually made me want to crave knowledge and they start asking questions and i'm like you know i don't even know the answer to that let's Mm -hmm. go find the answer to that i should know the answer to that you know you're you know you're eight years old and you're asking me questions I should know the answer to that question. And um, so it's 
it's like finding ways to better yourself and learn more and kind of continue moving forward. Um, with that in mind, what do you guys, uh, like, what is a goal? Some of you guys mentioned some goals is what you're thinking about for the next year, but do you guys have like dreams or goals for yourself, for your ministry, for your family, like that, that you're looking at next year going like, this is something I would love to see happen in 2023. Um, and this is kind of for you. What are your guys' thoughts with that? So my personal goals and all of that kind of stuff as we look into the year. So a year is way too long for me to think. Partly, I think partly because I'm a creative as well. And so yep. we don't think that that way. Um, but I still, I love goals. And so I actually use something called the 12 week year. Uh, it's been a book that has really helped me understand, okay, how do I achieve the things that I want to achieve? And what's a kind of a structure in a way that is attainable? And how do, how do I begin to break things down a little bit? And so that's been super helpful to me. So I actually kind of go through things weekly and have kind of a checklist weekly of like, Personally, like, how do I grow in family togetherness? How do I grow in my intimacy with God? How do I physically get stronger? Uh, and then how do I develop and expand my personal voice are some of my goals in this 12-week year. Um, and so, and then every week or every year, every 12 weeks, it kind of resets. And I kind of look at what do I want to do? What, How is God calling me to grow and stretch? And then begin to focus on maybe different things. Let let some of those things coast while yeah. I focus on one, two, three other things and just come up with like two, three things under each category and say, Hey, these are the small baby steps that will help me achieve this and help me take a step in that direction. And, you know, a lot of times we get overwhelmed by big lofty goals. Just break it down into tiny little steps. What's the first, second, third step. You don't have to do them in order, but what are the things that will help us take that step or help you take that step. The other thing with any goal is consistency. So pick the right goal and the, pick the right thing then to be consistent in. Right. Cause nothing happens overnight. And usually when we talk about goals or resolutions or anything like that, a lot of it, it really requires some kind of consistency to make the change or to get to where we think we want to get. So think about what, what kind of time do you have in your week? that you can allow for consistency in this, whether that be spiritual life, whether that be family, whether that be vocational, and really allow yourself to block out that period of time so that you can grow in the way that you want to. Just a, yeah. a follow up on that. Um, but so often in ministry, you know, we're running so hard and then we look at goals and we go, where in, I'm, I'm already exhausted. You know, where so I I love what you're saying and breaking it down. Um, but I think also to remind, especially those of us in ministry, that sometimes to do the things that really matter, you have to look at what can I let go of? Mm -hmm. What can I delegate? What can I give to somebody? I just you've all probably seen in the news this poor lady that just she ran a hundred mile race. I mean, she, she set the world record for running 100 miles. And then they just, they came out afterwards and said, oh, the, the course was about 30 yards too short. It, your record doesn't count after running 100 miles. 
But sometimes I think we hit January as worship leaders and worship pastors and go, I feel like I've just run 100 miles. And the pastor is telling me, sorry, the course was too short. Uh, do it again. And, <laughs> I was and, over here like that story can preach. That's yeah. That, yeah. That's and, and, and going and my prayer and my plea for worship leaders and ministers would be, to, you got to take a break. You have to get healthy. And you have to be able to look at your life and go, what can I do? What are the most important things I can do? What can I delegate or let go of? And so that I begin this year uh, ready to run another 100-mile race, but with my heart that's buoyant and a life that, that it feels healthy and a, and a relationship with Christ that feels authentic and, and growing uh, and not, not just exhausted. And here we go again. Yep you know, to find that place. So for me, you know, and being in the sort of this new season of stepping out of every day, going into a church office ministry that, uh, you know, one of the, my major goals is just to go, I want to know Jesus more. And that doesn't, not to sound uh, spiritual. It really is. I feel like God really has me reading some books and diving into some journaling and some things where I feel like, He's allowing me to begin to see more of who he is. And I, I really want to live my life at a pace and a style that that allows me to continue that journey. So I love this. Sure. What about you, Grant? Well, um, I'd love to just sort of share a little bit of a bit of my story and a celebration for 2023. You know, I think any of us who are involved in in worship. Um, the worship of God within the Christian church. We're familiar with uh, Romans 12, 1 that says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, and let that be your spiritual, reasonable, intelligent act of worship. Mm -hmm. So to be a worshiper is someone who offers, offers themselves as a living sacrifice. There's a paradox there, living sacrifice. I get to live, but I have to die. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Jesus also says, you know, if you hold on to your life, you're going to lose it. Give away your life. That's how you find it. So what does that mean for, for me, for, for Grant Norsworthy? Well, a lot of different things, but there's a pattern in my life of me thinking I've got some massive goal and I work for that goal and I strive for that goal. And then for some reason, I have to let that goal die. Mm. It just It just vanishes. I thought it was a God goal, but maybe it was just a Grant Norsworthy goal, you know? And it ends, there ends up being some resistance to this thing. So, for example, like we're going back a long time now, 20, 25 years. I wanted to be a professional musician, a recording, touring, songwriting, bass playing musician. I let that dream die. It just, it just got too hard and I decided to change goals. And then it just landed on my lap after I had totally let it die. Then God gave it to me. And I could tell you 17 stories of things like that. Well, I'm speaking to you from New Zealand right now. I used to live in America and I did more than music mentor, this training for the heart and the art of church musicians from America. And I, I can do some of this stuff online like you're listening to now, but I love doing it in person. Yeah. And, uh, but my, my wife, my family really wanted to move away from Nashville, Tennessee, which to me was the hub. There's the place to be to do the work I'm doing. You know, this is the place for me to have influence. Surely, God, I should be in America. <laughs> my wife's saying, I want to get closer to grandparents. I think we should move. And she's right, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
So late 20, late 2018, we moved to New Zealand and then COVID hits. And I'd imagined, you know, traveling back to America from time to time to do this work. And uh, I thought there's no way little New Zealand with a population of 5 million, you know, way less than New York City living in, in all of New Zealand. Yeah. Way, you know, about the same number of people that live in greater Los Angeles, you know. Mm. How am I going to support my family doing more than music mentor work in New Zealand? You know, I thought I'd be traveling to other countries to do this work. COVID hit. I let that dream die. All right. God's got me in New Zealand to serve the church in New Zealand. And I have found a way of doing that here and staying in touch with people like you three guys and you listeners through the internet, but it hasn't been the same, but I'll let it die. Maybe I'm never going back to America. Maybe I'm never going outside New Zealand again to do this work. And I had to be okay with that. Let the dream go. Let the dream go. God, I've got to be faithful with whatever you give me, whatever I've got. Anyway, just this week, I got invited to be the keynote speaker at Worship Northwest in February. Mm -hmm. I got an invitation to go to a big conference in Australia next August. It's like, I wasn't even really looking for these. They sort of just landed. And, you know, maybe they won't happen. I don't know. I believe they will. And I'm super excited about it. And, um, but it, to me, it's just another thing of like, we always have to think like, God, is this how I be a living sacrifice? Is this my human agenda that I need to lay down? Mm-hmm. Or, or are you really in it? Mm-hmm. And uh, be, ready, be ready to lay it down and just see what God does. He's got a better plan than I have. Living life with your hands open. Is, yeah, uh, is, somewhere is, between somewhere between serendipity and being spirit led. I, I can't tell yeah. the difference sometimes, <laughs> you know. But just, but just don't be anxious and don't strive. Yeah, you know, like I I read quite a bit of Oswald Chambers. He wrote this uh, "My Utmost for His Highest" devotional, mm-hmm. and and he says, you know, if you're working on something that you believe is God, but it's wearing you out, it's actually not God. It's just you. He just says it like that. Now, I don't know if I'm saying that, but I'm trying to live in that, you know, like it shouldn't be wearing us out and just frustrating us and like grinding us in the, into the dirt, you know. It's supposed to be – it's still hard work. Yeah, right. still might have frustrations, but it doesn't, it doesn't make you die inside, you know. That's so good. Ah, oh, it's so good. So I love this. You guys, uh, first of all, um, uh, I just want to f- – First, say thank you guys for this this year, uh, spending time in this in this in these conversations. It's been uh, we've done twelve of these. I mean, we're doing twelve. It's in my tw- month twelve this year, um, and just you guys, each one of you, and the ones that couldn't be here today, just you guys, you guys have devoted so much time to helping pour into worship leaders. And so, just wanted to say thank you as we kind of wrap up uh, our episode today. Uh, but my final question is for you: <clears throat> What says? It's Christmas time in your house. Hmm. What is it? The what is it that when you see it, smell it, taste it, feel it, experience it? Like what is it for you that's like oh. it's Christmas time? There's well, everybody has a thing. Me. But go ahead. Go ahead, Grant. Yeah. So my my wife's brother, yeah, my brother-in-law, the uncle of my three sons, every year buys a Lego advent calendar mm-hmm. for my Lego addicted boys. <laughs> And so nothing says Christmas to me like those little clear plastic bags strewn all around the house because guys have opened a new day, built a little Lego model, got all enamored with it and just thrown a little bit of plastic on the ground. 
<laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and you step on them in your bare feet. Oh, That's yes. <laughs> the Lego Merry- Walk of Fire is common in my household. Merry Especially Christmas, Papa Grant, Grant over there. <laughs> old old man you, Grant. Uncle Jay. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like a Lego in the foot. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> that's a what about you, yeah. Joe? What, With the Christmas the, theme. With the Christmas theme. Exactly. With yeah. the Christmas... Yes. I didn't know that Star Wars and Harry Potter went to Christmas. But anyway, <laughs> I did. You know, we have two things probably for me. Is One is usually we gather our family and we go to a, a little farm here in Michigan and cut down your own Christmas tree. You know, you oh. come home and, and put that in the corner and then we like throw a party and the kids come over and the grandkids and, and decorate the tree and just having the tree up and just lighting that up every day. Uh, and you it, and you now live by your your grandkids, which you this year you moved there. You, yeah, you, you moved yes. closer to family. Yes. Yeah. So so that's another the other thing is just having the grandkids. You know that we moved and we're five minutes away from both of my kids and and their kids and just watching them celebrate. And my wife is like the world's best gift giver. She has a way of seeing each person. And really seeing what they love and what they need and what they and what breathes life into them. And then she goes and gets the perfect mm. gift that just says, I see you, I love you, and yeah. I support you. And uh, so just watching, you know, gifts get wrapped and put under the tree and that whole process, um, you know, that has been, you know, that's really fun. And and it's a whole new deal when you got a year old, a one year old and a two, just about two year old, you're running around the house, you know, and, uh, and experiencing Christmas. And so anyway, that that's been really fun. Awesome. What about you, Jason? Ours is similar with the Christmas tree. So going to a farm, cutting down the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Christmas in the Harris house when that Christmas tree gets put up. Uh, And so having a live tree and especially with uh, three younger kids, uh, there's something special about having the tree up and putting all the ornaments on and having the lights. So I think that has to be it. And we do have a little Christmas countdown as well. So whoever wakes up first in our house, which is usually one of the kids, goes down and moves the little Christmas tree to the next day and the next day and the next day. So we have a little Christmas countdown as well that they look forward to every Christmas. So good. Just a, you know, just a, 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 a maybe summary thought, but it's on my heart, so I'll share it. But, you know, it just reminds me that hearing these stories that, you know, Christmas is supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's supposed to be a celebration that Christ came yeah. into the world to forgive sinners like you and me. And there ought to be, and, and it's to be, it's meant to be joyful and love filled and, you know, I think I spent a lot of my life looking at the Apostle Paul and going, oh, my, what I'm supposed to be as a Christian is in shipwrecks and thrown into prison and and suffering and enduring hardship because that's what real pastors do. That's what somebody really sold out to Christ does. And sometimes, and I'm, I'm rediscovering um, the joy of just being in love with Jesus and walking with him and letting him live through my life. And, and my heart for so many of us this Christmas would be to go, man, uh, in the midst of all the ministry that you're doing, all the work you need to do, don't forget 
to enjoy this, drink it in, celebrate. This yeah. is God sending his son and his love to say, you are no longer separated from me. Um, there is there is unity and reunification and redemption and and celebrate that, you know, and this was and don't get so caught up in the ministry that you lose the moment uh, that God wants you to have. With that. We uh, end our, our our mentor chat today. Uh, Joe, Jason, Grant, you guys are awesome. Love you guys. Thank, Thank you so Jason. much. And uh, uh, join us one more week. Uh, we have one more episode this month, which wraps up season one. And uh, you guys, everybody have a great Christmas.